swords we handle art to spark souls and charge tolls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest and stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's horse. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest with toe and earl rock shoes to every clue easter eggs and gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control shows Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. View it. Five stars, baby. Also, head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and hop on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. AMC, how you living? Living well. Still dealing with this Cali heat. Ugh. At least we got we got a little drizzle for like a day or two. You got the straight up tropical yeah. <laughs> tropical downpour for a couple of days. Yeah, it's feeling like like Florida out here right now in California. It's uh it's it's interesting. I I know people are tired of California is complaining about the heat, but you know we we we're not used to this, even though it comes every year around this time. And so mm-hmm. it always hits us in some way, and you know we gotta let people know we're not happy with it. But um, yeah, other than that, life's been good. Just uh, yeah, just just doing doing the damn thing. How about yourself, A Dub? How you been? Trying to stay alive, man. Running this AC damn near twenty four seven. Just in the past couple of days, been able to finally turn it off for a little bit, even though it still gets a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I cut it off, but you know, I cut it back on the seventy or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, it's chilling. Same old same. Trying to get back on my my route of personal growth and improvement uh taking care of one's body because that is the temple and you got to worship at your own temple because you are your own god worship yourself yeah that's about it squeezing in some gaming got got some at home projects i'm proud of you know bought myself a dremel cut a cut a vase to make it larger for my plant that was a resounding success and you know just like seeing the fruits of my labor in my lair. Oh yeah. Well, you mentioned the game in a dub. So what you've been playing? Well, after I beat Saints Row, I was a little, little lost in that that period of limbo. You know, that afterglow of finishing a re- game. That refractory period. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that five minutes <laughs> before that round two. <laughs> But yeah, uh had that, that refractory period and came back, decided after getting the, the final decision from my man AMC, it was between Death Stranding, which I purchased the, the PS5 upgrade slash director's cut for. And while I was downloading, I was like, do I really want to play Death Stranding? <laughs> and I decided to put it to the AMC. It was between Death Stranding and Doom 2016. AMC chose Doom 2016. Uh, so A-Dub was playing Doom 2016. Uh, <laughs> and absolutely loving it. I mean, I remember it being highly reviewed, received extremely well. 
unexpectedly well because people didn't think that Doom was going to be that good of a game. Turns out it was exceeding most people's expectations. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I just want to point something out because this is one of those things that you know games media does to you know try to sandbag a game, shit on a game before it release. I believe. Point at it. Point at it. Oh shit! Hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. My headset just went out. I am pausing. Yes, we are back. Headset is fixed. Um, yeah, what I was saying about Doom and when it released, the thing that people were shitting on from the games media standpoint was that Bethesda, you know, Bethesda do what Bethesda does. They decided, you know, we're not going to send out review copies before launch of the game. And so games media was like, oh, they're trying to hide something. <laughs> and of course, it became that thing of like, oh, they're, they're trying to hide something. I don't think this Doom game is going to be good. That's why they're making us wait until launch so people can buy it before we, we put out the shitty reviews. Lo and behold, they get the game. It runs perfectly fine. The game is awesome. Gets great reviews. Up for game of the year. Yada, yada, yada. So once again, don't listen to that. Oh, they haven't released review copies yet. They got something to hide bullshit that, you know, that they try to sell us. They sure did try to play that. Like, oh, what's up with this embargo? That's yeah. a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get us locked in. It's like, you don't have to buy the game the moment <laughs> it's available. You know? like, yeah. what, what world do you guys live in where you're forced to buy games and you're forced to buy them on day one? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. See, gamers do these weird mental ass gymnastics to make things make these conspiracies work in their heads. Like, oh, I'm just I'm powerless, I'm helpless, bending me over. But no, I'm rising up and rebelling. I'm trying to wake you up, sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but before yeah. before I cut you off, yeah, so keep it going. Doom. Yeah, man. So Doom 2016, outstanding recommendation. You know, people have been people always have nothing but positive things to say about it. And I went in expecting a competent first person shooter that, you know, looks good, plays well. And it's a fun time. What I got was even being six years old at this point in time, possibly one of the best games I've placed my hands on. I'm having a blast. The music is awesome. The visuals are outstanding. The performance is rock solid. I had to adjust some settings in order to get the sensitivity of my sticks just right so I could move and acquire targets the way that I'm used to. And I was able to do that just wrecking shop right now i'm on the fourth level i have several weapons got a chainsaw got my pistol got my mm. shotgun got mm. my super shotgun mm. got my plasma rifle mm. got my got my uh got my machine gun mm. and i got my rocket launcher mm. so i'm i'm handling threats like it's no big deal and i get into the game and again expecting a, a very straightforward very tightly tuned experience had no idea the levels would be as large as they are had no idea the combat would be so like frenetic yet rhythmic and just well it's so well balanced and the game does a very good job of communicating the intended rhythm of the way that it wants you to play it primarily because it's a very fast rhythm and if you don't keep up with it you're gonna die so yeah it's as amc explained it to me you know you shooting move to the glory kill shooting move to the glory kill jumping chainsaw it's just a constant a, a constant stream 
of ultra violence. It, it's absolutely delightful. Like once you really get into the groove and you tap into that intended rhythm of the game, going through, not taking any damage, just systematically assessing each situation, moving through your targets, triggering off environmental hazards, jumping up, coming down, glory kill from the air, death from above. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's awesome, man. I mean, if you slip, you will get taken apart. But if you're just on it and moving, there's nothing that can possibly stop you. As I said before, the levels are very large. They also are full of secrets. You're constantly rewarded in various ways. I mean, it has a, a means of tracking your combat effectiveness and giving you weapon upgrade points based on that. You can find drones to get upgrades for your weapons that you can switch between. And they have skills that you can upgrade. They give your weapon your weapon modifications, different capabilities. You got the suit, which can also be upgraded with different abilities and, and traits. You, you get the you get the Argent energy, which allows you to upgrade your base traits, like your armor capacity, your health capacity, your ammo capacity. <laughs> Just get, get your capacitance all the way up. <laughs> I'm trying to tell them. And then, yeah, man, it's... Then I just discovered room trials, which are like little challenge rooms that if you complete successfully, you earn the relevant room for that trial. That room gives you an additional passive ability that can then be upgraded to be even more effective. So, I mean, I've I played Doom in the past. Doom 2 was one of my, my fondest memories of my PC gaming days. And, you know, I remember that Doom was pretty wide open and just, you know, the action syncs up very well with what I remember of Doom. But now with, like, all these secrets, all these upgrades and things, like, it, it's it's very much got some RPG elements going on that are making me feel like, man, is they, this is the Doom that I would have made or, like, the Doom I would have wanted. And I'm just completely blown away by it. I look forward to playing it. You know, sometimes it kicks my ass and I have to turn it off, which is a, a very good balance when you're playing these kind of games. So, like, I'm playing on um, the hardest available difficulty at the beginning, which is ultraviolence. And then there are two more that you unlock later. So I'm guessing this is the equivalent of hard. And it is indeed hard, but it's doing a good job of teaching me how it wants to be played. And as I more adapt to that style of play, I'm becoming increasingly more successful. The more upgrades I earn and get, you know, using them strategically to get the best benefit according to my play style, you know, the easier it becomes. There are situations where it's like, I'll figure out how to deal with it just as I am. And then I'll be like, okay, if I get this upgrade and this upgrade, then I can just do this. And suddenly that situation where I had to do this, this, this is no longer a factor. So yeah, it's it's awesome. It is outstanding. It's old, but I recommend it to anyone else who may not have played Doom 2016 up to this point. And you know, join the club. It's great. You'll love it. AMC, what have you been playing? Uh same two games. Uh first I'll lead off with uh th that girlfriend game, mm -hmm. that, that wife game. That wifey game. Yeah, that mm -hmm. being Nobody Saves the World. Absolutely awesome game. Continues to be game made by Drinkbox. 
make us a guacamole know what they doing i was looking at um my platinum list and guacamole and guacamole 2 are on my platinum list so i love every, everything that they do and this will probably be another platinum that I'll, I'll be working on because i'm just loving playing this game yeah so what's good about this game right now is we've kind of gotten the flow of you know the, the gameplay loop and what they do really well is that one you're always unlocking characters but then they have these dungeons that you come across you have to be a certain level or at least you don't have to be they have recommended levels and if you're under if you're under too much it's a it's a problem what what is kind of fun though is that if you come across enemies that you're you know much higher again like much higher level against so like i say i'm level 30 and i see a, a level 20 enemy they just immediately get um, the status effect of fear on them and start running away. <laughs> and I can, <laughs> and I can, I can one shot them. It's absolutely, it's absolutely funny. But um, yeah, so we're, we're just pushing away. We're getting to the dungeons. We're making our way through the dungeons. And um, what the game does really well is now we're seeing a lot more of what, as they refer to as wards on enemies. And so they'll have a, a ward that basically protects them from taking all types of damage except for one particular like weakness and so you have to um switch to that character or make sure that you have that damage type equipped in order to remove the ward and you can take down those enemies and so we've been seeing a lot more of those so you kind of have to adapt to different scenarios what i've also been liking is that um occasionally you'll get to a, a dungeon like uh I, I believe it's the story quest dungeons and uh when you go through those a lot of times they'll immediately just let you know that Theo is losing his mind. They'll let you know <laughs> that uh, basically they've removed all quest options as far as, um, you know, the quest line things for the individual classes that as you complete them, then level up the class and then unlock new classes. And so they'll have that blocked uh, while you're in the dungeon and they'll let you know, hey, just pick your favorite like character slash class and get out the best build because now you're just going to run through this and have a good time. And so um, that's when I'll, I'll select the magician because he's my favorite character. He's got the familiars. He's got to pick a card, any card move. Um, and he throws out like a like a bomb, like a confetti bomb, which is also pretty dope. Um, <laughs> and then Marissa plays with the uh, bodybuilder, which is also another great character. His uh, move is the bench press, which... Uh, He's already huge. He's he's very much a tank, and when he hits you with that bench press, which is what you would think it is, it's him pushing his arms out with a uh, bench press, and he'll knock the enemies back. So he's not only has he has knockback, but if you push him into the wall, then they take that impact damage on the wall, or when they hit each other, they have impact damage. So it could be pretty devastating in um, big groups or in crowd control. So between that, like Marissa and I just handle business. So we're loving that game and. Pretty much because of that game, we have not watched anything that's come out. We're so behind. Um, second game I've been playing, Elden Ring. So on, based on our discussion last week, uh, the the discussion that concluded with a dub noting that hey, AMC, you might be overleveled for some certain things that you skipped early on in the game. So I went back, went back to uh, was it Stormville, and yeah. go in there. I go at Margaret's ass. As I'm going at Margaret, I'm realizing uh holy shit last time i fought this character i didn't have a, a summon <laughs> like, i think i was running with like one spell maybe two spells uh and so i was just like holy shit like this is i totally like forgot how long it had been since i uh, took on this character um completely just waxed that ass <laughs> just one quick fight didn't didn't get off much damage on me um i had my summon obviously and then my my spell was just doing so much damage took that ass down 
um, worked my way through Stormville, which is huge. Like working your way through Stormville is um, not like a simple just hey, I just push my way through. Like it's like I so I I work my way through. I get to was it Godric? Um, yeah, be Godric in in one fight in in one. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was absolutely awesome. Um, I had my I had my comet shard and everything by the time I went at Godric, so it was it was just on and had my summon, um, and yeah, so just took him down, got the greater rune. I learned that uh, apparently the the greater rune is not activated, so I need to go do something else <laughs> to activate the greater rune. But um, so as I was like getting ready to do that, I'm like, oh shit! But there's like I'm pretty sure there's areas of Stormville that I did not explore. So oh, I go through, yeah. So I, go through, <laughs> so I go back and it's just involves me like climbing alongside the castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's pretty awesome. And then it looks like I'm at this point where I'm, I have some type of battle because I'm I work my way through, I fight these rats, I fight this big rat and I get to this like overlook we'll say like where I can drop down into a pit and I see just all these blood stains in that pit. So <laughs> I know, oh, yeah. I know, I know. There's a fight coming, so that's that's where I left off. But um, yeah, so I'm I'm still working my way through Stormville because uh, I was gonna leave, and then I was like, oh wait a second, that's right. I, I I totally like there are all these areas that I didn't look at, and I know that like you had mentioned at least in the uh, academy that there are like things that you could you could um overlook as you're making your way towards um that fight with the uh sorceress or whatever the fuck that is mm-hmm. with the people that are laying on the ground trying to get at you no, um Jesus. yeah <laughs> uh yeah so uh so yeah i'm hopefully I, i'm pushing my way through stormville and then uh once i'm done with that i'll see what's going on with this greater rune hopefully i'll be able to activate that if i can get to this limb grave whatever um what's it the tower? divine tower yeah the divine tower um so yeah and then uh, i'll see I, I guess i do have one question is once you activate that greater rune is it is it pretty awesome am i looking for am i is this something to to really look forward to uh to an extent okay okay <laughs> um uh, so you'll you'll see like yeah. like i'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> yeah yeah, no, yeah. I, I didn't really want specifics it's just more of like like how much more power do I have left to access in this game? <laughs> so, like, push me to that next level is what I'm curious. Oh, uh, you're you're not even close. Okay, cool. Um, because you don't even have like the later game equipment. Like, you just beat Margit, which means you probably just got the second talisman, pa- the talisman slot. Yeah. So now you got you double talismans. <laughs> yeah, but more like is like. Am I going to get like really? Because I know you said you were running with the Comet Shard as like one of your primary attacks. Yes. So it's like, it's like, am I going to unlock some other things that are going to, you know, take my attacks like to the next level <laughs> or, uh, like, or get a new attack, basically, is what I'm curious. I know some of that late game magic is crazy. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So awesome. But yeah. Like they're as- talking about stuff where you need like 80 intelligence or 80 faith. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Wreck <laughs> yeah awesome yeah i just got like some spell that requires faith and intelligence so that's yeah that's awesome to see like that that combination so I'm glad i put some points into faith because of that um did, did you get that sword of night and flame yet uh i don't know i have no idea <laughs> it's still legendary oh uh, yeah it's um 
it's a it's a weapon or it's yes a, uh, it's a it's a melee weapon yeah yeah it's it's one of them weapons it's one of the ones when the game came out people were like get this do i need like a ton of dexterity and, and strength which i don't have any points in 24 faith 24 intelligence those are the big stats oh okay sweet then i'm already there oh. yeah. yeah you needed <laughs> i needed uh 24 faith for the uh for the highest uh, dragon ability, so I had already put points into that. Uh, shit. Yeah, so it's awesome. Damn, a sword of <laughs> flame! Oh man, you're gonna be nuts. Okay, I can't wait to see that. Um, so yeah, uh, enjoying that. Glad I went back, took care of that, and um, hopefully by the time I'm done with Stormville, I'll be able to go back to the academy and handle uh, whatever that that queen was. I got to the second phase of that battle, and then oh, queen. Queen Renala. Yeah, yeah. So I got to the second phase of that battle, got my ass handed to me. And, and she that, hit you with that beam, didn't she? Uh with the beam and then all the other <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like that and then everything else. Um Dude, yeah. I thought I thought I was wrecking shop when I got there. Like, oh, this first phase ain't shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I beat her. This was easy. And then and then the moon rises. <laughs> <laughs> and she come out the water <laughs> and she does her whole thing. And she, I guess she leads off every time with that beam. Yeah, I was, yeah exactly. I was like, oh, here, here comes something. I think I got it. Put my shield up. I'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just cut me down like a stick of butter. It was crazy. I was like, okay, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I came back the second time, immediately started sprinting in a circle around her. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid that beam. It started... <laughs> Started wrecking shop, brought my summon out. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So now that was pretty much I. I died at her, and then that was almost like, oh yeah, Dub had mentioned to go back, and so that's when I went back. Mm-hmm. So once I'm done with Stormville, I'm probably gonna try to go back there, um, and then see see how I fare now at this point. Also, still have to explore a little bit more of the academy as well. Uh, but yeah, it's um enjoying Elden Ring. It's a uh, it's. Not gonna say it's a slog, but it's it's a lot, is what I'll say. Um, so yeah, let's get into these topics of the week. Top topics of the week. Oh, this is uh this is an interesting week. Age of um, you know, we've we had some a lot of news with, with Gamescom and, and so th- much news and things of the like. Well, we, we had more events and um some things that were anticipated, some things that you know don't really give a shit about <laughs> uh, a lot of things yeah. give shit about. So i'm sure there's gonna be a lot here that we can just gloss over get to the meat at least the things that we're interested in the things mm-hmm. that are worthy of note uh we had the two conferences so i guess which conference should we lead off with a dub <sighs> should we just do the disney or you want to no, let's start with the with that nice city wide oh, okay yeah let's do that one so yeah in this topic of the week, top, topic, topic of, of the week, week, the good folks over at CD Projekt Red had to update us on a little bit of news, a little cyberpunk news with the September Night City Wire. So we got an update on the Edge Runners anime coming to Netflix this month. So keep a watch on your home screens for that update. I'm going to be watching it. AMC overwhelmed by it being an anime more than likely going to watch it as well amc are you going to be tuning in or am i just am i just making assumptions here that anime actually looked pretty dope i'm, I'm curious to see what it's all about it looked dope as hell it looked like mm-hmm. the cyberpunk that 
we were led to believe we were going to receive. Hey, Doug, troll it. Y'all ain't ready for it. <laughs> no, but it does look awesome. Uh, I I hope it's a good amount of episodes, more than six. Disney Plus be doing that six episode stuff. Luckily, they keep bringing series after series, but Netflix typically does what, 10, 13, something like that. Excuse me. I'm over here drinking. But yeah, man, got that Edge Runners anime that's coming this month. At the same time, we got Cyberpunk 2077 patch 1.6, the long awaited, hotly anticipated update. There was even a link a leak detailing certain aspects of it that looks like some of which came true. Uh, first of all, the update is giving us some Edge Runners content in the game itself. You're going to be able to play as a different character and go on a mission that ties directly into the Edge Runners anime. You're going to be able to get that Edge Runners jacket, go get yourself an Edge Runner shotgun. Mm. It does some, some pretty crazy stuff with some crazy stats and attributes. And in addition to that, the 1.6 update, it's going to allow you to transmogrify your clothing. So if you want to keep the stats of your current equipment, but just change your lookup, you're going to be able to do that. Uh, it brings a lot of fixes and changes to the game, you know, mostly on the performance side, fixing bugs, things of that nature. And it does some other cool stuff. You want to check out the patch notes for 1.6 and then we got our first look at Phantom Liberty, the first expansion for, for Cyberpunk 2077. I was going to say Cyberpunk. <laughs> Get your Metamucil game tight like your boy ain't done. Mm. But yeah, this is going to be the first expansion. Unfortunately, it will not be on last year consoles. Some people have met that news with a bit of chagrin. While unfortunately just, or fortunately? <laughs> I, personally, I think fortunately. But yeah. for those who were still on last year consoles, I will acknowledge that it is an unfortunate circumstance for them because this is basically where the support for last gen cyberpunk owners ends. And in addition to that, Phantom Liberty will also be the last, the last cyberpunk 2077 content that's made on red engine. You know, they, they say it's the only expansion that they have planned for the game, but that's corporate speak plans change all the time. So who knows what they'll be up to if this thing sells gangbusters and it most likely will despite people being so sour on cyberpunk as if you didn't move almost 20 million copies so let's calm down fellas and just wait for what happens uh so let me see so in this update or excuse me in this expansion you're gonna get back with your boy johnny silverhand and you're going to be swearing your allegiance to the new united states of america and it looks like it's going to have a very interesting high octane story that's going to be going on there uh taken from a representative of the game, game director Gabriel Amatangelo. <laughs> We're having a lot of fun with the expansion. It's a new style of plot, a new cast of characters, and will expand on a district in Night City where it primarily takes place. Uh, yeah, that's about it for that. We'll just have to wait for some additional news. It's going to be coming in 2023. AMC, do you ever see yourself getting into cyberpunk? And if so, do you think it would be enough to get into that expansion? Um, I mean, I'll definitely get into it. I own the game. I just never touched it. Uh, I did not know you had it. 
Yeah, I bought it when they um when they did uh I think when they did the next gen like patch uh, or at least the uh, yeah whatever it was that next gen patch I um they also put it at fifty percent off and so that's mm. when I picked it up. Mm. So ideally they'll just keep patching it, updating it, you know, quality of life in it, and then by the time I touch it, the game will just be great. Um. I mean, for the most part, I mean, from what I've heard from you and then uh, just in general, other people I've heard that went and played the game after they, you know, patched it up, got it on PS5, had that next gen look, um, look and feel. They they enjoyed the game like they like they'll, they'll say, like, obviously, it's not perfect. It's not that like, you know, it's not game of the year or whatever now, suddenly, but it's still it's a good game. They enjoyed it. They played all the way through. They had a good time with it. And so that is giving me optimism for when I jump in, when I saw, when I saw that, that next gen presentation of like, you know, after they like, you know, clean it up a little bit on the PS5, I, I, I was like, that looks like a fun game to play. And I'm not really steeped in, you know, all the, I wasn't, I was looking forward to cyberpunk, but I wasn't reading about it, following it in that way. And so I'm, I guess I'm less jaded when it comes to like oh like you said this and that and oh cd project red tried to do this and that like with other companies and shitting on them i didn't really like follow in all that so for me it's just like it's a it's a clean slate as far as like oh it's like a, a decent game people didn't like it at launch but they also played it on a base ps4 so i'm gonna be playing it on the ps5 and it'll be patched up so hopefully by the time i get to it the game is just gonna be absolutely awesome and we'll see if it's good enough maybe i'll it'll carry me into the expansion uh, just because, um, you know, was it more, more, was it Johnny Silverhands? Yes. I need more, I need more Johnny Silverhands in my life. So yes. yeah, I'm looking forward to eventually playing Cyberpunk a Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to your impressions. And I'm also looking forward to that next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Yes. Yes. A dub. Let's get into the next big presentation. That being. Well, let's let's go into that that Disney Marvel showcase that we were so looking forward to. The first ever <laughs> Disney Marvel showcase, uh, game showcase, and yeah, I guess to set it up here, I mean, you had what you had to say. You could you could re say it. Um, I'll just say, you know, it was it was a little bit of everything. And the way they presented it, well, one shout out to Blessing Adeoye. It's a good luck to my man. Bless it. Yeah, my <laughs> man, uh, glad to see you get the gig um, and, and try to hold it down <laughs> with the with the excitement for everything that Marvel has coming. You yeah. know, when people when people knocked you know Marvel initially for having that you know not Marvel, but you know, I guess when you say with Star Wars, Star Wars, but Disney, yeah, when it, with Disney having that exclusivity deal with EA when it comes to Star Wars games and then getting out of that meant only bangers from here on out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just meant, you know, we're just going to get a lot more of everything, but it doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to be awesome. And so, yeah, I mean, there's something, there's a little bit, the way I'd put it is there's a little bit of something for everybody, but not everything is worthy of note. And so we'll discuss the um, most notable things that, we we at least care about or things that we feel that you know our audience would be interested in when it comes to things that were announced or shown at this showcase so a dub i will lead off with a game that i am uh i'm gonna keep an eye on this was a surprise for me a dub a platformer in the world of mickey mouse uh this one being called disney illusion island so let's Let's get that IGN breakdown. Disney Illusion Island as a new 2D platformer starring Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. 
that is set to arrive exclusively on the Nintendo Switch in 2023. Ugh, exclusivity. <laughs> the art style looks similar to the recent Mickey Mouse shorts, and the story will see Mickey and friends embarking on a quest to explore the mysterious islands of Manoth and recover three mystical books to save the world from disaster. Each character looks to also have their own unique ability, like Donald's ability to swim, because he a duck, and Goofy's ability to use <laughs> a ginormous condiment bottle. Looked like he had like mustard in, in between his legs. He was like slowly gliding forward. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and it supports online and local split-screen co-op. That is why it is on my radar. It looked like an interesting game, you know, Look, hat. It was a platformer. It looked a little floaty in its mechanics, but uh, you know, there's wall jumping, characters doing their thing. I'm liking that they have special abilities. So this will be one of those ones that I'm going to keep an eye on because I really enjoyed Rayman Legends. More on that later. Uh, I really enjoyed Rayman Legends with uh, Marissa. We played the shit out of that co-op platformer. Um, really fun game. And I'm not going to say this one looked exactly like that, but uh, we've also played. Was it Mario, the new Super Mario Brothers? That was also a 2D um co-op platformer. And so they've all they were all fun games. And so I'm looking, I'm hoping that this one will be right in line with some of those uh some of that brethren of the genre. Um what else you got, A dub? What else I got? I got a little update on Marvel's Midnight Suns. Mm -hmm. We got a release date. Mm -hmm. is coming out December 2nd mm -hmm. and I know that sounds familiar at least to me because that is the same day that Callisto Protocol is coming out so A-Dub gonna get Callisto Protocol AMC gonna get Midnight Suns that's what it's looking <laughs> like because I'm not I'm not buying both games day one so I mean Midnight Suns better hope Callisto Protocol isn't doesn't have high replay value and isn't overly entertaining, but I'm sure it will be. Dead Space was one of my all-time favorite franchises, so I imagine Callisto Protocol is going to fall in with the same kind of fervor and delight, and I'm probably going to just New Game Plus it on all the difficulty levels, get the Platinum, call it a day. And then, yes, I am going to get Midnight Suns, and I'm going to have a blast with that because Tactical Turn Base from Firaxis, makers of the XCOM 2 franchise. Well, XCOM in general, but XCOM 2 is the stand sell. And yeah, I'm pumped about it. Looking forward to AMC's impressions. I know I'm going to be just overflowing with jealousy and envy because, you know, it's still a game I want to play. And it's something that I'm going to be thinking about while I'm playing another game. However, I like to dedicate myself to one game at a time and get them done. Yeah, happy about... um. This one coming out this year, we had a bit of a, what was it? It was initially, it was slated for what, October? And then it got delayed and it seemed about indefinite, possibly coming out next year. And good to hear that it they're, they're still going to get it out. It's just going to be in December. Um, interested to see what state it shows up in or what the delay was. Maybe it was just a little couple fixes that they had here and there. But um, I'm still pumped for this game. Uh, I like seeing the cast. Uh, pretty much they have everybody in there. I wasn't sure how how deep they were going to get into you know just members of the avengers cast when it came to the midnight suns and looks like they have a lot of the heavy hitters we got iron man happy to see captain america there we already know dr strange is there we got spider-man blade so all the homies are there um and yeah i mean i think they even showed like scarlet witch so yeah it's a 
it's a great cast of characters um and i believe they also announced that they're going to have shorts that are going to lead up to the uh launch of the game starting in october so the shorts are now going to pretty much take the place of when the game was going to originally launch and lead us into the um the actual launch of the game in december and the shorts will be basically a prequel that will that's going to set up how this team was uh formed so looking forward to that as well so many you got animes got shorts got got everything <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah what you got next um i have this one and if you want to do the the meteor one next but yeah this one i'm just going to keep an eye on it i'm not really sure what to expect of it but seeing that it had a little bit of top down seeing it had a little you know what is it uh squad base action i'm gonna keep an eye on that and this one being called aliens dark descent uh, aliens dark descent was officially announced at the summer games fest showcase in 2022 and is a squad based top-down shooter that will see a team of space marines taking on the hordes of xenomorphs them aliens uh, the disney of marvel showcase revealed a first look at gameplay and showed a bit more about how the game will be played when it arrives on pc and consoles in 2023 so we saw a little bit of the action the top down um we saw what looked like waves of aliens coming at the squad and then the dude clicking in the area and then they're just sh shooting at the aliens as they're making their way didn't get to see much more other than that so um yeah i'm a squad-based aliens game top-down shooter um if they do it right might be something mm -hmm. that i keep an eye on because uh always a fun universe that is uh the aliens and um being able to play as a space marine maybe getting the meet up with ridley see see what's up um yeah we'll, we'll see what happens there how about yourself a dub anything else that you got to talk about anything else that i got to talk about let's get to the big one yeah, well it's sort of big because as was noted with so much hype and anticipation for the showcase at least from my individual perspective and then most of it was just cg trailers announcements my man blessing selling the hell out of everything mm -hmm. earned earn his payday but disney marvel you got to do better with your next showcase. However, at least they did drop something, something somewhat big, something unexpected, something people have been asking about for a long time because it involves a pretty, a pretty popular public figure in the gaming industry. We got information about Amy Hennig's ensemble Marvel game that's in development. It's starring Captain America. It's starring Black Panther. Mm. It's co-starring a World War II soldier and one of the Black Panther's Royal Guard mm. because it takes place in 1945, mm. World, War II, World War II era. I can't say 1945. I don't know the exact year, but World War II era looks like it's taking place in occupied France. It looks like it's dealing with Hydra. Oh, so so yeah. is this game getting political? Yeah. <laughs> are, are you punching Nazis? Uh, exactly. I'm feeling triggered. Uh... People love <laughs> Wolfenstein, but completely miss the message <laughs> with Blade. So yeah, this is a new Marvel game from Amy Hennig's Skydance New Media Company, New Media Division. And it's taken a slightly different approach. Like, to so you, you tell me I can I can fly? Uh, well, we'll see. So yeah, this is taking taking place in World War II era Paris. Uh, the cinematic trailer it's it showed us glimpses of Captain America's shield with those with those Black Panther marks in it. Mm 
Mm. And, you know, it showed us that that Hydra dossier. Mm. It's likely they're doing their own research. Hydra's up to no good, and they need to be stopped. So it looks like two birds are being killed with one stone here. This game looks like it may redeem the original Captain America video game that also took place in a similar time period. And it's also bringing to the console gaming space in a more substantial way. Black Panther, not your T'Challa Black Panther. This is his grandfather. So some people who know the comics understand what's going on here. A lot of people who don't know the comics are like, it's kind of weird to have them together in that time period. It's like, this has happened before. So cool your tits. Yeah, we're doing this. The teaser trailer implies that the game takes place across two locations. Uh, this will likely be Paris as well as Wakanda, and it's starring four heroes, two being Captain America and Black Panther, while the other is a Howling Commandos member by the name of Gabriel Jones, as well as Nanali, the leader of the Wakanda Spy Network. So yeah, man. AMC, now that we know what Amy Hennig's working on, how do you feel about this title? I mean, it's interesting. I'm super pumped at the idea of a um, Black Panther like lead game, um, throwing Captain America, also a dope character. So two dope characters uh, that I'm looking forward to. Interesting uh, being it's a four-player game, or at least yeah, four playable heroes. We don't know if it's a four-player yeah. game. Four oh, no, it's, it's not co-op. It's a linear story. Well, I don't know if it's linear, but it's a narrative-driven game. You're going to have the four characters so you switch off you switch off between them on certain I, segments of the game. I don't know. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, so my hope is that I can play as much as I want with Black Panther as possible in that game. Maybe um they have just different characters where you can you can switch between them and then they'll have you know upgrade paths and things along those lines. And so you can kind of like main characters if you want, because I want if preferably i want my black panther game and if this is a version of it then i want to be black panther and the shit out of the game um black panther and the shit <laughs> yeah uh i if i have to play with like the other characters so be it i mean if it's once again if it's a fun game i don't really i i, I won't care uh i know that there's like the people who have their gripes where it's like oh why why have mary jane missions uh like in games yada yada but uh if they do it right if i if i'm playing as a it was a gabriel jones the howling commando mm -hmm. and his his portions of the game are dope then i won't have an issue or if i'm playing as nanali um uh who's part of the wakandan spy network um i mean if she's handling business like what's her name then i won't be upset about that as well exactly. but yeah um but yeah, I mean, I'm looking most forward to playing as Black Panther, and so I'm pumped as hell. I know people, maybe they're they're they have their hesitations. Who knows? But I mean, we got the all, we got basically a a very short reveal of Wolverine, and people were like, "Oh, excited about that!" And so this is my version of that with the Black Panther, and so I am I am pumped. I, I need to see more. Um, having Amy Hennig on it. Um, who knows what that will lead to, but I'm I'm hoping that this is a, a, a good start to, you know, Skydance and what they have to offer uh from a gaming standpoint. And so I'm I'm wishing them the best because I want a great Black Panther game. And so I, I am super pumped about this game. I don't really know anything about it. Um interested to see how the four players, you know, playable characters work within that game. But um I am I am looking forward to this. How about yourself, A Doug? 
I'm very much looking forward to it. You know, Black Panther. I'm trying to Black Panther it up as well. But also, we're going to get another chance to get a proper Captain America experience as well. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, it. I got saboteur vibes when I saw that occupied France. You know, I was just like, oh shit, did they buy did they buy the assets to the saboteur and build a game on top of it? But even so, you know, I I'm just looking forward to it. It's an interesting time period, it's an interesting location, interesting set of circumstances. So yeah, keep bringing me Marvel games. Eventually you guys are gonna get it right. Let's get let's get Amy Hennig with some more resume builders and some more victories under her belt. And let's do this. But you know, as excited as we are, there are some people who are a little, a little salty. So much justifiably. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the best show. But we did get to see some things to look forward to. However, there are some people who don't look forward. They just look down. They look down on other people. They look down on on modern gaming as we know it. They're looking down at their feet. And they just hate everything. Troll of the week. 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 So these trolls are coming sideways at Amy Hennig's game, as well as the conference in general. So it's going to be a little, a little all over the place. First troll says, "Finally, a game from Amy that isn't get canceled, probably." Because I don't know. We we said it about the showcase. Like they either announcing games like like Tron. It's just an announcement. Or they're showing us CG trailers for games. Like Amy Hennig's game doesn't have a title. <laughs> it was just a CG trailer, just a CG teaser. And we got like a blurb of info, which to be fair, is a bit more information that we received about Project Ragtag over at EA back before they lost their, their Star Wars exclusivity. So who knows? Maybe by making this presentation, this signals that perhaps the project is get is viable it is getting closer to be complete so we're just going to hope for the best and hope it gets there next show says this showcase was so bad <laughs> disney wasn't ready <laughs> honestly i don't know i kind of agree though <laughs> i don't think disney was quite quite ready for the showcase game when it comes to gaming, you know, maybe they haven't been paying attention to E3s and Bethesda showcases and, and Sony State of Plays and Nintendo Directs and all the other copious amounts of showcases that they could have drawn inspiration from to kind of figure out a method of attack and to see how people were reacting to the different showings and the sub the substance. Of individual showings. I, I think a little more research could have gone into that before they just dove in the deep end, like, yeah, we're going to show off some games, but not really. So, Disney, uh, take this as a learning opportunity. And the next time you come back, come back strong. Next show says, How long till the game gets canceled? I wonder. Just nobody believes Amy can get a game on the door. <laughs> and keep in mind, she's not the one making the game, she's a writer. So it's not like it's her fault. 
So she. I mean, I mean, Forspoken is supposed to be coming, so that's that's two games potentially. <laughs> got delayed though. Uh, is that also vaporware? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Next show says more Marvel stuff. People complain about zombie fatigue, but have completely accepted their Marvel Lord and Savior. Well, zombies don't exactly encompass an entire era of most people's childhoods, unless you were really into what's his name, Romero, or I, I don't know his full name, but Romero, you know, 28 days later. <laughs> All that shit. If you were a zombie dude, then you were a zombie dude. But for Marvel people, like Marvel, that was that was my childhood. That was an era. And it's not like like a zombie is just one kind of thing. It's like, oh, and then the zombies, and now we're surviving, and we gotta watch out for the horde and cut off the head. Like this is Spider-Man, this is Incredible Hulk, this is Black Panther, this is Captain America, this is the X-Men. Can I go on? Yes, I can, because it's Deadpool, it's Wolverine. I already said X-Men, but I got to single them out. You know, you also got the Fantastic Four. You also got Dr. Doom. You also got Nick Fury. You got the Guardians of the Galaxy. You got you got so much stuff. Captain Marvel. You got War Machine. You got Iron Man. The list goes on. Those are all separate franchises, separate entities and stories. It's like, it's like acting, asking somebody like, if they're tired of Activision Blizzard, <laughs> as if they only make one game. So like, no, dude, they got Overwatch, they got Diablo, they got Hearthstone, they got Call of Duty. They've got stuff. So don't don't try to equate Marvel with zombie fatigue as if those are two parallel situations. They are not. Marvel has numerous stories to tell in numerous worlds with numerous characters that have so much depth so anything we can get that's going to continue to broaden this representation of marvel within the video game industry is what we need is what people like myself have wanted for most of my life so don't piss my cheerios homie yeah next show says the other thing i would say the thing i would say too is that it's not like like marvel has been around like it's not like marvel just suddenly showed up like those those first like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies came out when we were like kids. <laughs> yeah. And then like you think about like they, they had the cartoons. I mean the comics have always been a thing. There's been movies in the past. Like it's it's Marvel's just been around. It's just now it's widely pop it's like very popular. And so suddenly because people Because it's like, getting good. <laughs> yeah. And so people suddenly act like like Marvel just showed up one day. Like they've been kind of grinding at this. And then they finally just found a good rhythm and then people got excited about it and as long as they have good products people are going to be excited about those products but because you're suddenly not interested in it don't make it seem like well everybody else shouldn't be interested in those things as long as they're putting it out and it's good we gonna want it next show says eh probably another cash grab like marvel's adventures cash grab (laughs) it's been spent years making that Uh and did an okay job But, you know, it is what it is. Next show says, oh, man, more Marvel. Can't wait. In sarcasm. All right. Next show says, Disney and Marvel suck. There we go. (laughs) I like my hate. Straight, no chaser. Just tell it like it is. Next show says, this is terrible. Last show says, worst showcase I've watched this year. (laughs) 
And, you know, in, in those rare instances, this is kind of justified. I mean, Disney, you definitely could have come a little stronger. You definitely could have shown a little more. I mean, the, the whole showcase was like, what, 15, 20 minutes? It, it, it was over swifter than it began. All we got were uh, titles. That was, that was like one of the good parts about it was they it was didn't. It was like I was expecting like a whole like press conference and everything, <laughs> like like an audience. But Talking like, to developers. <laughs> yeah. Like I was happy. I was like, all right, good. This is only 15 minutes, so I can just skip through this shit. <laughs> yeah. But keep going. No, I mean, Dan, they definitely could have done like a Twitter post. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely could have done like an official statement. They could have they could have called somebody at IGN and just got our article pressed up. But you know, it, people it people would still shit on that anyways. Look at Forspoken. They put out a yeah. thirty second clip and people went nuts over it. <laughs> yeah, viral memes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to Disney's credit, this particular showcase wasn't the only thing that they did at this time. It was all part of the D twenty three Expo where they announced. I mean, just my personal excitement for it. They announced what they're going to be developing as their version of Magic the Gathering, but with Disney characters. Uh, they revealed some of the cards. It's coming next year, and I'm your boy A Dub's kind of having it. I'm definitely going to buy a few boxes, keep them in the closet for a decade, see what happens with the price. Because even if the game isn't popular, it's still Disney, and if you get original Disney stuff. You got yourself solid gold. Pass it down to my to my nephew because still trying to figure out if your boy's going to have a kid at some point. <laughs> it's looking more and more like it ain't happening. So, nephew, get ready because you're going to be inheriting some shit. But yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So, to their credit, they had a lot going on that day. Video games weren't the only thing. Uh, hopefully, they pay attention to the feedback that they have undoubtedly received by now. And come a little stronger next time. Because when you're coming in the gaming space, you can't fuck around. So you guys want to make this return. You want to be a presence. You want to have high quality content that mirrors the, the seriousness and the production value of your films as well as your series. Then you're going to have to put your money where your mouth is, show the people what they want to see, and let us help guide you to where you need to be. Yeah, troll of the week, troll of the week, troll of the week, troll of the week, troll week, 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 yeah, we have another press conference that I'm not sure it was much better. No, I'm joking. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> it was. No, but no, because I, I at substantively least, it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you're gonna give like Disney shit and say like, oh, like you gotta watch like other press conferences. And by the way, every time there's a state of play, people act like it's the worst thing that ever happened. Yeah, so, <laughs> each state of play is worse than the last one, despite being better. <laughs> yeah, so there, there is like a lot of what is it hyperbole when it comes to the oh, this is the worst thing I ever saw ever. Uh, yeah, ever. Um, and so yeah, I mean, so as I alluded to, there was another conference and that, or at least another presentation, and that being the Ubisoft Forward. Oh Jesus! So this one was a. Um, <laughs> This one was, I guess, you know, they, they gave us a little heads up when they announced it with the uh, announcement of Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, they said, look forward to the Ubi, Ubi Forward where you will get more information. And 
they had this conference where they just, or this presentation where they just went through, you know, a little bit of everything from all their genres. Uh, we're only going to hit the notable things because, you know, there's a lot of, we're not going to get into dance. What was it? Just dance, <laughs> dance, dance, just dance, dance, and, dance, dance, dance. Um, I'm not going to get into skull and bones. I am not going to get into track mania. <laughs> there's a couple mobile experiences on here. I'm going to just get right into the thing that I care about most from this conference. And that being a dub, a little bit more of a, uh, a little bit more insight into what what I can expect when I play Mario 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 plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. This being the sequel follow up to Mario plus Rabbids. Um, yeah, they showed us a little bit more of the action. We got to see a little bit more of Bowser. We saw um, a sequence where you're fighting alongside whatever it is that that angry worm that turns red when you jump that, on it. That caterpillar. Yeah, and. Um, you're on this was like a, a train as you're fighting your way through that as you're also trying to remove the gunk or whatever that's pissing off the uh, caterpillar mm-hmm. and they show that action we got to see some of the um was it the uh the co-op moves that you'll see in the the what is it the the superpower moves that we saw for mario with his with his guns still getting used to to mario dual wielding pistols but it's absolutely <laughs> awesome tony two guns out there <laughs> Yeah, uh, so all that was great to see. And then the big announcement that I was super excited about, as I had mentioned, I am a huge fan of Rayman Legends, one of the all-time favorite co-op games that I've played in the past. Well, we got the announcement that there will be DLC coming to Mario Plus Rabbids. Um, with their original Mario Plus Rabbids, we got Donkey Kong DLC. Well, in this one, we got Rayman coming to Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. So absolutely awesome. Didn't get to see any actual gameplay of Rayman. But we from what I've seen in this game, they do put put a lot of thought into all the characters. Um and so I'm hoping for something absolutely awesome. And maybe this is a way of Ubisoft alluding to maybe we'll see some more Rayman in the future because it is one of the all time great co op game uh co op platformers. Uh so yeah I am super excited about uh, Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Uh, and yeah, just, just more great games to be expected in 2022. This year is far from over a dub. Um, and then I don't know if you want to talk about any of the division stuff or just get right into the Assassin's Creed stuff. A dub, what do you, what are you going to go into next? Well, division, we got to see some images of Heartland, which is going to be taking place in the heartland of America, middle America where your heart is where america where america is yeah so they seem pretty excited about that uh it it looked interesting it looked like more division uh personally i'm still waiting for division three news so we got that going on uh do you have anything to add about division heartland no not really i mean this is the free play one um it's made by that other studio uh this is probably going to be off my radar i have uh you know, to be honest, I enjoyed Division, but I didn't put any time into it that I wanted to. And that was actually the game that I realized, oh, I, I guess multiplayer is just not something that I can do <laughs> anymore. <laughs> unless it's like I'm sitting down with Marissa because it's either my single player experiences or multiplayer. And right now I'm focused on that single player. So unfortunately, Division is not a game that I can really, you know, just have in my, you know, in my catalog right now unfortunately but I mean, um, you don't you don't need to play a multiplayer you can enjoy it single player that's what i did 
Yeah, but you can't do the Elden Ring thing of just quitting and being able to pick right back off where you left. And so because of that, I would have to finish every mission before I got to quit. And that was the tough part. Uh, so it's not really a, a pick up and go type game, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately. But yeah, Heartland, hopefully people will enjoy that while they're waiting on the Division 3 or um, you know that next massive uh, Star Wars game that they have coming along the way. Uh, so pumped for whatever that might be. Yeah, they also <laughs> showing everything but that. Yeah, I know that was one of the things that I was hoping that we would see at the Disney Showcase, but yeah, I, I guess that's far from far from uh, <laughs> from development or whatever. Already, yeah. Um, they also what they they said that they have with season eleven coming for Division Two, so they're still supporting the shit out of that, which is awesome. I know people want to act like. Uh, Ubisoft just cancels games after they're over them. No, they only cancel shit that's old <laughs> and nobody's playing anymore. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, keep it going, Ada. What else you got? Keep it going. I'm going to keep it going. Well, then we got into some Assassin's Creed news. Yes, yes. The big reveal being our first look at Assassin's Creed Mirage. Mirage, Mirage, Mirage. So, some top-notch voice acting. We're going to have Sheree Agbeshlu. She's an Emmy Award-winning actor and is just got an iconic voice. Uh, the narrative director, Sarah, whatever the hell her last name is, said that we can expect the duo story to involve numerous historical figures, including political leaders. This duo being Basim, a simple street thief that's going to be brought up to be a master assassin, and he's going to be under the tutelage of Roshan, a Persian assassin played by Shoray Abdashmu. So be ready for that. The game is going to be taking place in Baghdad. This is the next big Assassin's Creed game that you can expect. I believe, did they say this year? Where's my note? Uh, Mirage will launch in 2023. Yeah, the next one. Cross gen, but then we got into some bigger news. Yes, sir. Yes, we do. So they they showed off a few other Assassin's Creeds. One being Assassin's Creed J, codenamed J. This is, I believe, the mobile game. It's going to be taking place in China. They showed some just expansive vistas and views from the bird's eye view of a bird, and then we zoom in on the character perched atop the edge of the Great Wall of China and making that leap until we see a close-up of his Chinese face and we know that it's a Chinese game. So we're getting ready for that. They also showed off Assassin's Creed Hexe, or at least they showed us a CG with a logo kind of thing going on so we know it's Assassin's Creed. It's looking real Blair Witchy, very, very, like, people are speculating that it's going to be supernatural leaning which would make sense it's called hexe so i'm guessing it's going to be about hexes and things like that hopefully you get to you get to play the baba yaga or you get to go hunt it down so yeah uh kind of in a way excited but the big one that they showed the one that they told us wasn't gonna happen assassin's creed codenet red it's gonna be taking place in feudal Japan, pan, 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 pan. <laughs> and you're going to be playing as a shinobi. So it's going to be interesting. We're getting ourselves not only a feudal Japan game, but another ninja game. 
you know, we, we had a samurai kick for a little while, but now we're getting back on that ninja kick, that ninja flip, that ninja cut, that throw slit. Yes, we are freestyling. But mm. yeah, I'm pumped for that. But I also feel like it's kind of a it's kind of a slap to the community because they straight up said we are not doing an Assassin's Creed in feudal Japan. It does not make sense. And here they are doing an Assassin's Creed in feudal Japan. And not only that, but it's going to be the next major Assassin's Creed flagship title that's coming after 2023 after Mirage. So, well, AMC. so it's interesting. So it's going to be part of the platform which is assassin's creed infinity infinity so it's kind of a flagship title but i think it's so from what i'm gathering so with assassin's creed infinity it's they they're saying that it's going to basically be their multiplayer platform and they had alluded to the fact that they will have a live service aspect of assassin's creed alongside you know it's like it's um what we've known as like their more full-fledged single-player experiences and so, uh, yeah, this, uh, the red and the hexa are going to be part of Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is the multiplayer experience. And they didn't get too much into detail of how that will play out from a multiplayer perspective. But, um, yeah, it seems like this is going to be their platform to kind of have fun with the genre of, uh, or the, the universe of Assassin's Creed, but be able to do things that, they as you as you mentioned that they had no plans for in the past but now that they can from what it feels like put in these experiences of assassin's creed where you're assassin's creed universe but you're a witch in the assassin's creed universe so it's almost like a assassin's creed multiverse is what they're creating from this infinity platform like you enter the animus and it's like i want to go to which witchcraft assassin's creed and then you're mm. playing that witchcraft assassin's creed game where i want to go to feudal japan assassin's creed and now i'm playing feudal japan assassin's creed and they're just it seems like they're just going to be updating that with these experiences on the platform and maybe so it's gonna be interesting to see how that works like is there going to be like a hub world where you're meeting with the homies and it's like all right we're gonna let's all go into animus and we're gonna go over into this area um and that that seems interesting depending how it rolls out we don't we don't know much more than that we obviously didn't see any gameplay we saw more or less like a title card (laughs) for these um that was the general theme of this month's showcases was a lot of a lot of title cards uh, a lot of cg yeah not a lot of gameplay yeah exactly i just like announcements and then more to come (laughs) uh so yeah uh i'm I'm curious now. I'm actually more curious. I know a lot of people wrote off immediately like this idea of a live service Assassin's Creed thing. They thought it was just, I think they had the assumption it was going to be something like um, Assassin's Creed Origins. So say like Egypt. And now that game is just a live service game where they're just adding missions and updating it with expansions. But this idea of Infinity just being kind of this, you go to this animus and you can jump into all these different universes within the Assassin's Creed uh, lore. Um, that that gives me a little more intrigue just to see um, where they will go with uh, stuff that they probably wouldn't have implemented in a normal Assassin's Creed game, but now feel comfortable just doing it in these... Uh, I'm assuming there'll be shorter experiences, not as uh, full-fledged as what you would expect from the bigger Assassin's Creed uh, style of games. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm very curious here. I do. I as well. So we'll see what's going on. But clearly, Ubisoft knows what they're doing, contrary to popular opinion. And yeah, they've got long-term plans. 
for their franchises. They're still supporting Rainbow Six Siege, (laughs) (laughs) what's going to be the 11th season of content. So, I mean, you say what you say online, but then when things are really being laid out, you see that, oh, there's a whole other reality where none of that shit people online say means anything. (laughs) 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 Because Ubisoft just keeps churning out hits as much as people want to hate on them people still buy new games assassin's creed about to turn into they're about to make they're about to make the animus system yeah (laughs) for for assassin's creed and you just pick like you said you just pick a time period pick a fantasy and you're an assassin in it (laughs) (laughs) like damn is it like at some point, there's going to be like Assassin's Creed Uptown Manhattan. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just you're just like on Wall Street or wherever the fuck, whatever the fuck's in Midtown Manhattan. And yeah, you're just jumping out of skyscrapers, <laughs> landing on hot dog carts. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you got a pigeon flying through the city. <laughs> you blending in, the, blending in in the crowd, losing the cops. <laughs> Yeah, stopping first. They find you hitting blade. You got to kill a cop right now. Jumping, jumping turnstiles in the subway system. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, man. It, despite not really showing much, they actually showed some interesting stuff. So it's nice to know that there is a long term plan. There are things to look forward to. The Assassin's Creed universe is going to have a whole lot more content coming. They also made a statement saying that. You know, every Assassin's Creed isn't going to be a 150-hour RPG like that. So you can expect different kinds of game design to be coming to the franchise as well. Yeah, there's something to look forward to. So, AMC, you got any other news? Uh, that is all I have, A-Dub. You got anything else? Oh, I got a couple things. Got some mm, kids. Got some really? kids for that ass. Yes. Uh... Microsoft, they have announced that they are bringing a cheaper Elite wireless controller to the market. It's going to be called the Elite 2 Core Controller. When I saw that headline, I thought to myself, oh, they're just going to sell a controller without all the shit that comes with it. And sure enough, when I looked it up, it's an Elite controller without all the shit that comes with it. Makes a lot of sense. Saves a lot of money. Uh, it's going to retail at $129.99, and it's more competitively priced when compared to the standard Elite 2 controller, which costs $179.99. So you get to save 50 bucks. You still get an Elite controller, same exact controller. It's not a budget model. The only apparent difference is that the body of the controller is white rather than black. So if you're not hung up on color aesthetics, then this might be the controller for you. And the best part is, if you feel like you want all the extra shit that comes with the controller, you can buy that separately for $59.99. And that that just puts you in at $10 higher than if you bought all the shit together. But at least you get to get in the game at a lower price point, figure out if you like it, figure out if you want all the extras or if you can live without it. AMC, you don't have an Xbox, but how does this change your life? Uh, it makes it that is interesting. So the extra things that means like the swappable parts that like people like to like switch out with the D pad or the, yeah, the, the paddles, the thumbsticks, the D pad, okay. the carrying case. 
Yeah, I do like that. Um, just because for me, the idea of like you know having the pedals, the and the, dock. <laughs> yeah, like having the pedals and all that stuff is like that's the part that interests me. It's not the um, the swap. Like I'm not very much like oh man, I wish I could just change out my joystick right now or you know what i right really like? yeah <laughs> or i wish i had another d-pad to deal with this situation um no i'm i'm usually good with what comes on the stock whatever uh and so yeah i i think this would be um, a little more appealing to me and um yeah it, it would just be another thing to see now um i guess to see also like what happens because maybe that'll be something that sony might possibly consider especially not assuming but i would be understanding if it was a little bit pricier the way things have gone with you know them having to raise the prices of playstation in certain markets and just the the deal with inflation right now just things are a little bit more and so maybe sony sees this and maybe considers like at launch hey maybe we'll have two two versions of this and we'll just sell one without like the parts possibly um Microsoft show us the way yeah exactly um it, it is a copycat league when it like they, they share things back and forth and then fight amongst each other and then share yeah. things back and forth uh and so yeah maybe this is something that sony might do because for me to be honest yeah as i said i don't really care about the swapping it's really about the price of it that's the only thing that would hold me back from getting an elite controller or was it the dual sense edge and so if there were options as far as like a you know a cheaper version that didn't have you know i don't know i guess uh a standalone charging case and things like that then um yeah i would definitely consider getting uh, a dual sense edge if they were to do something at that level at a price that i thought was something that was worth worthy of uh purchasing and so yeah uh i i do like this more options and maybe um you know other people might follow that suit and give more options to the consumer how about yourself adub what do you think about this it's an enticing proposition i'm not too hot on that all white body but you know what? It'll get you in the game cheaper. I don't have a pressing need to get another Xbox controller. It's not like I'm co-oping, couch co-oping on that. But at the same token, if mine ever breaks down and I just want to get a taste of what that elite life is like, I can get in at a lower price point. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, I'm still holding out for a cheaper Master Chief-themed elite controller yes that one that one took my heart and i gotta get i've been trying to source um that for a while they had a forza edition um elite controller it's the generation one elite that's the only drawback but i i liked that one and i wanted to get a hold of it however that master chief if i can get that for a decent price i think i'll go However, it's nice to have options, and this is yet another one. Microsoft's doing real good with their hardware this generation. You know, their controller is its just no-nonsense. So I'm very enticed by that. Last you got? I got another quick hit AMC. So we know how much everybody loves Elden Ring. Well, we got a little more Elden Ring for you to love. This time, Elden Ring is getting an official manga. And it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you say official, people tend to get up and on. So what do you mean official? Is it canon? <laughs> uh, I don't know about it being canon, but it's official because it's published by From Software's parent company, Karakawa. Uh, the manga follows Aseya, 
a wretched tarnish, the naked starting character from Elder Ring, as he navigates the weird and wonderful world of the lands between. It is just two chapters that are available at the moment. Uh, the manga will evolve over time with the release of new episodes on the fourth and 19th day of each month. It's written by Nikichi Tovita, the artist behind another gag manga called Accursed Swords Daily Life, but follows the same lore and storylines set out by From Software. Uh, a sale, a poor, tarnished wretch finds himself cast out in the limb grave, naked, penniless, hopeless, and maidenless. His only hope in this harsh, unforgiving new home is a mysterious woman named Melina. A cast of colorful characters awaits Asaya along the way, Patches the Untethered, Lithe the Half-Wolf, Margaret the Fell Omen, Godric the Grafted, and of course, Ronnie the Witch. With little but a loincloth between Asaya and certain death, he strikes out for the first stop on his quest, Stormgill Castle. Will he make it there or will his journey end before it even begins? AMC, I know you're big on manga. Is this going to make it into the rotation? <laughs> uh, well, hopefully it'll make it to anime status and then I'd be able to watch it there. Oh uh, my god, I'll lose my mind if there's a FromSoft anime. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, personally, I mean, first of all, I want to say cool. I like the idea. I like the I like the idea that they decided to go comedy with it um, mm -hmm. so they could have fun with that, with that um, you know, with the genre. Uh, especially for a genre that's so you know serious and dark and hard um so yeah it's just a, a different take on it me personally i've never been a huge fan of comedy mangas like that means that gives me vibes of like was like one piece things like that oh Jesus. And, i hope it's not along those lines yeah and so that, those are usually not my favorite like my favorites like comedy wise like i can enjoy i enjoy when there is comedy and and like animes like as far as like naruto and Dragon Ball and uh, whatever fucking else I watch. Um, My Hero Academia has a ton of like quirkiness to it, but it does have its serious moments. And so, yeah, that's that's what I would want more of it. Um, also, another one that I guess, and I guess I never really got too far in it, but One Punch Man, the few episodes I watched seem very like um, comical, at least as far as like the action and things along those lines. So, uh, yeah, never really my favorites, but. I mean, I'm, I'm, I always have an open mind for things, and if they do it right, maybe it's something that will suck me in, especially if they do it in an anime version. But um, right off the bat, hearing that's a comedy is something that's uh, not not super appealing for me personally. Interesting. Very interesting. We shall see. Uh, I'm not a manga guy, so it's not something. it's not something that I'll immediately be looking for. However, if they do like a if it ever reaches a conclusion and they do like a complete collection, I'd definitely get a hold of that because why the fuck not? And that's about where I stand. Uh, AMC, anything else? I got nothing else to say, Dub. Well, I am also completely tapped out. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AM. We are Control Issues. Thanks for the Sucker. Sucker.